Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one. Dibs, written by Ice Cream and Wine. Stanley stood on the battlefield. How the hell do I get away with that then? He thought to himself. The ground is carpeted with the broken bodies of soldiers on both sides. Something's off, he thought. I can't smell blood or smoke. Or anything else come to that. Some yards to the left he saw the remains of Tiana, his best friend in the regiment. He knew it was her, even though her head and right shoulder was missing. Damn, that's a blow, he thought, and attempted to approach her body. He was brought up short and could make no further progress. What the wreck? He said to himself, turning around, he noticed an extremely thin silver cord that seemed to have grown out of his back. The other end was attached to his body. What gives? He said to himself and rubbed his arms across his face. Or would have done so if it hadn't noticed that his arm was transparent. He raised his hand to his face as the same thing happened. He could see right through it. He went back to the body and saw immediately that it was him. All what was left of him. And what was left of him wouldn't fit into a pint glass by the look of it. Bummer he said. All across the battlefield, wispy black shapes had appeared and seemed to be searching amongst the bodies. Every now and again, one would point to a body and see through a version of that person would emerge and stand up. There were many black wisps, all different and all, without exception, totally alien. Not surprising. We have uh, had many races in our ranks, Stanley said to himself. He watched as many of his former comrades and friends were summoned and taken away. But not all, as some of the bodies were avoided. What are you? demanded a wispy shade that looked like a chimpanzee with a lizard's head. I am human. Who? What are you? Stanley said. I am Gentra, the guide for the Memket people, said the Chazard, and I am claimed your essence. Come with me. So saying, she pointed at Stanley's body. He felt a mild tug, as if the very light breeze had sprung up and then vanished. I don't think so, said Stanley, noting that some of the other bodies had silver cords connecting them to the great forms. What? You defy me? Chantra, the eternal Chantra, the implacable Chantra. Looks like it, interrupted Stanley. I'm human, not a memket. It matters not. You have been summoned, said Tantra, pointing a finger again. Again, the light breeze washed over Stanley. Now, nah, babe, not happening. The waving of the finger ain't working, he said. How is this possible? shouted Chantra. Don't know, don't care. Haven't you got others to guide? Sling your hook and leave me alone. Stanley felt a tingle all over and realized he couldn't see through his arm anymore. If I cannot take your essence, I will take you in physical form, shouted Chentra, 
grabbing Stanley's now corporeal arm, and received an armored boot to the Happy Valley for her trouble, which catapulted her fifteen yards away. Don't touch what you can't afford, shouted Stanley, who was quite enjoying himself, even given the circumstances. He felt a small tingle all over, and once again his body was transparent. Chentra was still on the ground moaning and clutching herself, when a third voice said, What is going on here? Spinning around, he shouted, What is it to you? Oh, crap. Oh, crap indeed, said the seven-foot-tall cloaked figure holding a long bullhook. She was trying to take my essence. I assume that's my soul, he asked the cloaked figure. Your soul is mine, and mine alone to reap, stated the bullhook holder. Yeah, once I saw all the other versions of dead, I figured it would have been you to cut the cord. You seem remarkably calm for somebody in your position, said the holder of the bullhook. Well, I know a lot more about it now than I did before I died, said Stanley. Chentra staggered to her feet took one look at the two of them in conversation and fled to the far end of the battlefield. You'd be surprised at how many times this happens, said the cloaked figure. It was never worked for any of them, and yet they keep trying. You have to admire the hustle, I suppose, said Stanley. What happens now? The bullhook sliced through the silver cord. This happens. All right. I'd almost forgot, by the way. Why the bullhook, said Stanley. It's easier to reach. The portal with shimmering dark appeared in front of Stanley. We all have our exits, said the figure. Stanley shrugged and crossed the threshold, and then there was nothing. End of story. Story number two. Earth's Greatest Export. Written by Digital 332006. Contrary to what most people would believe, First contact with an alien species wasn't all that we'd thought it'd be. There was no fighting, no awe and wonder from the aliens or ourselves regarding each other. No, it was mostly paperwork. A whole bunch of it. The galaxy at large functioned on an ever-expanding bureaucracy, which employed millions of workers, all trying to juggle the complexities of laws, treaties, and various aspects of diplomacy. As such, when humanity was discovered, thousands of galactic employees were sent to begin the arduous task of making sure humans complied, understood, and executed the millions of regulations that existed. Rarely, but it did happen, a species would be found that was completely incompatible with the way the rest of the universe worked. Fanatic purifiers, hive minds, determined exterminators, to name a few. In those cases, the solution usually involved confining them to their home planet or more extreme measures, should that not be possible. Indeed, nothing may halt the ever-spinning gear that is the galactic bureaucracy. Humans adapted well enough to the galactic bureaucracy, only a few countries stubbornly fighting some of the laws. After everything settled down and humans tried entering the galactic market, they found it impossible to make a profit. It was a losing gambit to try and compete with civilizations that had the full power of their sun at their disposal, driving energy costs very low. Only very specific types of businesses saw any profits, those that dealt with specialized goods and service sector. Humans were nothing remarkable. 
Resilient, yes, but that was not something marketable. Strength was another factor. Humans were among the top ten physically strongest species, but robotics made that obsolete. Due to multiple millennia of religiously following the rules, the Xenos of the universe lacked what many humans would call a spine, both simply accepting their fate and resigning themselves to whatever happened to them. Humans, on the other hand, often made their discontent apparent, complaining about all perceived injustices, real or not. What made them excel in the service sector was what contemporaries called Karens. Many Earth-based companies began hiring regular average humans and training them to fill in such roles, turning galactic human economy to one of service. Available in three distinct levels, Xenos have the option of having a Karen, a lawyer, or an angry drill sergeant. The different models of personal assistant human, now referred to as a PAH, all come with a satisfaction guarantee warranty. The Karen model helps in getting better customer service, special rebates, and speaking directly with the manager. The second model is aimed at those that dealt with more dangerous individuals. The angry jolt sergeant strikes fear in over 99% of the known Xenos simply with its verbal abuse. Trained in multiple fighting styles, the ADS-PHA is not simply all bark, it has bite. Last but not least, to help those more white-collar type career, the lawyer human can help find even the most elusive legal loopholes, protecting their employer's assets and personal freedom. Here are some of the reviews of satisfied customers. I used to have a hard time standing in myself because I didn't want to cause any trouble. Just last week, I went to the Lavendra for the summer sale, but I was informed that the sale had ended the day before. My Karen, PHH, Isabel, really laid into the salesperson. I felt a little bad at first, but I was able to get my items at 60% off. Like, it was a sale day. She already paid for herself in a single week. 10 out of 10 would rent again. Warranty from the government prime. I don't usually leave reviews, but my lawyer, PAH, has saved my family business. We were about to lose our land to a company that was going to build a highway on it, but the little human managed to find a 23,000-year-old exemption because of this farm was once taken over by the Gralic in the Tenurian War, but they never gave it back to the peace treaty. I guess it means we're part of another empire, but we get to keep the family farm. Nine out of ten. I had to buy something called coffee in large batches, and it smelled pretty bad. Gentix from Etherilia. What are you waiting for? Get your PAH today and live life to the maximum. End of chapter. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.